Welcome to the Business of Beers podcast. This is the place where we help entrepreneurs expand their business, build their wealth, and generate passive income. I'm your host, Brian Beers, an entrepreneur who's on a mission to inspire growth from everyone around me. Remember that you need to take the action others won't, and you can live the life that others don't. Please be sure to check out my weekly newsletter that now drops every Thursday. It includes one quote, one tweet, one podcast recommendation, plus some business and investing insight from me. It's short and it's sweet. My goal is to provide you with just a couple gold nuggets to help inspire your growth. Go to brianbeers.com to subscribe. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited today to bring you Dr. Brett Levine. Brett has thrived as an ear, nose, and throat surgeon for the last 27 years. He's a partner of a surgery group outside of Los Angeles. He's also a real estate investor and owns multiple businesses. He now helps other healthcare professionals to shift their mindset and to build multiple passive income streams. Welcome to the show, Brett. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, I mean, to start, can you give us an idea of kind of your journey of maybe kind of how you got into to medicine? And then, you know, from there, I think we'll then pivot into, you know, kind of where what you're doing now and, and the, kind of this evolution you've gone through. Absolutely. Uh, I had a pretty typical childhood, grew up outside of Philadelphia. Uh, my parents were married throughout their entire lives and my life so far. And, uh, uh, you know, I was a student. I, I liked to learn. I excelled in school. And, I wanted to also, um, I wanted to pursue something where I felt like I was doing something beyond just making money. And that's how I head towards medicine. And I really went through the regular path of college, med school, residency, like most doctors do. But I had a few pivots, a few shockers, a few changes that altered my course. In the middle of high school, we moved to Florida. Uh, when you've been at the same school your whole life with the same friends, that is a mm. shocker and a change to the system. And uh, I adjusted in Florida, but didn't really enjoy it that much. But looking back, it gave me the ability to say I can go anywhere I want now. And I chose Los Angeles for college and med school and found a place I wanted to stay in love. And then I trained back at Penn in Philadelphia. And all I wanted to do was uh, come back to California and have a house in LA and live and work in LA and ran into a lot of roadblocks with uh, sort of an oversupply at the time of doctors and uh, difficult finding a job that really fit my need of security and a nice salary and bonus options. So after really spending over a year looking for opportunities in Southern California and not finding it, I sort of had my first fail and started looking in Vegas and Texas and Florida all over the country and ended up with a job in New Jersey, which was close to Philly and New York where I had friends and joined someone who was incredibly busy with overflow, which is what you want when you start in medicine. Uh, but I really just wasn't happy there. I sort of felt like I had let go of my dream and my, the future I had planned and sort of accepted something less, which didn't sit well with me. And I made the best of it. And then one day, about a year and a half in, one of my residents that I trained with, who was a year older than me, dropped dead in his office at 31 with a one-year-old son. And it sort of was a slap in my face of what the hell am I doing here when I don't know when that's going to happen to me. And I gave notice and just took anything I could find and took a job out outside of LA in one of the suburbs because it guaranteed me a paycheck. And it turned out to be the worst job I could have ever asked for. The guy had no extra patients. 
His wife ran the practice. It was very, very, very slow. And I started trying to build what I could. But even when I brought in patients, they would sometimes be seen by my boss instead of me. And it was a dark time in my life where I started wondering what else I was going to do if I didn't continue medicine, uh, which isn't the plan when you've devoted 15 years to get there. So I started looking around for other opportunities in the area and went away for my, for my sister's wedding in Florida, came back after a three-day weekend with a letter on my desk saying, vacate the premises immediately, you've been terminated. This is not what doctors do or plan for or are equipped for. And I packed up my car and drove home and had no plan for the first time since I was 17. And uh, again, this was sort of another shift. And through different connections and resources, I started my own practice, which most people don't do nowadays because of the debt people are coming out of training with and because of the high cost and the long time it takes to really build something. But I built a, I built a private practice over time and uh, was on my own for 10, 15 years, running from one, two, or three offices I had, and running around uh, with three little kids and building a house and really pushing my life to its limits. And at that time, I knew there had to be a better way. And one of my buddies um, had called me and said, "We, you know, what do you think about forming a mastermind group? And I had read a book called Success Principles by Jack Canfield, one of the Chicken Soup for the Soul guys. Mm. And I knew I had no time, but I also knew I had to do something different because this wasn't sustainable the way I was surviving and thriving. So I started for the first time uh, meeting with five other guys once a month and sharing slowly over time, vulnerabilities and problems and challenges. And this isn't the way doctors think. Doctors do everything on their own, alone, and competitively, really. That's how you exceed and excel in medicine. And I was in that group for a while, for several years, maybe five, six years. And it started getting a little stagnant. But being in that group, I learned to share vulnerability I actually made the decision to close one of my offices that I had built over 10 years just to maintain my sanity and focus on one office. It was a big decision. And uh, eventually that led me into meeting David Osborne, who came to that mastermind group and joining GoBundance in 2014, which is how we know each other. And from there, the changes that I was making just became exponential. And I learned about the, the idea of money making money and horizontal income. I learned uh, how to get uncomfortable and be comfortable getting uncomfortable. I learned that I could be more than a doctor. And uh, that is eventually what led me to form a group, what led me to invest in real estate, what led me to start this platform called Breaking Out of the Medical Mindset. Okay. Wow. Yeah, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot there, man. I guess yeah. my first question is, are you an Eagles fan or have you? Uh, you know what? Really? As a child, we were Flyers fans. Okay. My parents were obsessed and went to all the games and uh, actually met Rick McLeish and Dave Schultz and, uh, back in those days. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Clippers fan currently, but that's not getting us very far in these days. 
Awesome. Yeah. So what? Uh, so let's talk about like, I guess the shift of mindset, or what is kind of right now the typical mindset of a doctor? What is the mindset? I guess you have, and then let's go from there into to what's this? What's this shift? So I would like? say the average healthcare professional feels sort of enslaved in their job. They have a mindset that they have to remove all risk and control everything, and work hard. And in medicine struggling and being exhausted and torturing yourself is a badge that we mm. compete with and how bad our lives are and how exhausted we are. We avoid change. Everything is really about work first. Uh, as I think about it, I really was so focused in medicine through med school, residency, and even getting my job started. I dated, but I really was not going to get married, not going to have kids, not really start my life till I had some financial stability. And that ends up being in your 30s, late 30s, which is very common for most people in healthcare. You feel like you don't really have time. You feel like, uh, for me, I'm a little goal obsessed. And I think that's very common in medicine that you go from one goal, you check it off and move to the next without even often celebrating it or even sharing it. Uh, I don't know what enough is, but I think... You can get lost in that, never defining what enough is and just having gratitude. Uh, you definitely uh, look at failure as a weakness and something to be avoided, even if that means you don't move forward until you know it all and are an expert in everything. You certainly avoid vulnerability because no one wants to hear of anything that a, their doctor would have that's imperfect. We all want to have this imagination that our doctors are well-rested, happily married, you know, and they're 100% for us, right? But they are humans with wives, kids, and, uh, you know, their own addictions and problems. I, I think one of the biggest things in the medical mindset that I never realized is that I, my money could make me money. It seems like an obvious thing, but really when people want to make more money, the first thing they think of is how much harder can I work and how much longer can I work? And... That is something that I had to break out of and understand what leverage means and what um, networking means and how important it is the people you surround yourself with. You really, most people, and myself included, pursue this pre-med med school residency journey and even your entire years of practice alone on an island, doing it all yourself, by yourself rarely sharing with other doctors. And, uh, you know, you make your island when you go into business and have your employees. And some people do it, do that in their own practice. And it sounds like this is, this is the, the culture, right? This is probably from day one. This is probably what, I mean, is this what they're taught in med school that this is what it is and you got to like love this and you got to be able yeah. to sacrifice all this to, to kind of achieve these goals? Is, is that the this culture? This is the culture. This yep. is the culture. If you ask for help, it is considered a weakness. If you share a negative vibe or something, that is considered someone who can't cut it, isn't tough enough. I mean, this is the culture of healthcare. And it's how you survive and thrive and exceed to get there. But if you use that in every aspect of your life, uh, I think it is what is causing burnout and what is causing people to feel stuck and trapped and nowhere to go mm. in their current situation. Yeah, because you're, you're, like you said, you're taught to trade all your time 
for, for money. And if you want to make more money, you have to give more time. But the whole concept of, of leverage and investing and passive income is that you give no time, right? You have to trust in other people. You have to not know it all. You have to, you know, have some risk, right? It's the total opposite. So yeah, I could yes. see the, the roadblock of, of, you know, someone in healthcare to kind of get over all that because like everything they're, like you said, they're afraid of and they don't like is exactly what needs to happen in, you know, in, in private investing, right? Stock market, they can give their money to somebody else and hey, whatever happens, happens. I mean, as of today, you know, it's it's dropping uh, historically. And, um, you know, if you want to be outside of that, you want to be in private real estate or, or syndications or, you know, any other platform, it's, you know, there's no control. <laughs> so, But you can even carry all that outside of money and talk about it with your own personal growth. And whether it's hiring a coach, whether it's joining a mastermind group, whether it's doing something that, you know, you wouldn't think you, that a doctor might not normally do, is what I would say. Mm. Uh, I found all of those things, all those, all those things, all those jumps, all those changes to be difficult, but freeing after you get comfortable doing them. Really, we, we become the reason that we are stuck because we're holding on so tight to the way it was, to our past, to yeah. who we think we are and limit ourselves, right? These are limiting beliefs. Yep. Yep. So, so what is one to, to do? Like what, what are the current options? I mean, I guess you could talk, you know, talk about obviously about what, what you're doing, but how does someone, you know, as you, as you kind of said earlier, but it's this whole concept of starting to get, uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? And and going through those those difficulties to kind of break through into this other side. So what does what does one do? Uh you know, I think you take baby steps and get comfortable with little steps and then move forward. And it can be so many different things. It can be finding a group of people you can share and vision a different future from where you are right now. It can be starting to look at your finances and your numbers in a methodical, analytical way, it's looking at something like your net worth, looking at your income outside of your daily vertical income or work. Um, it can be letting go of something you hold on so tightly to and seeing what happens. Not caring is an incredible power that you mm -hmm. become not reactive. It can be going for something and failing or what you would normally call failing and then seeing how that fail helps you. All of my fails, my move, that death, my being fired at the time was really horrible. It sucked. Bigger, I mean, it was a dark time. Mm. But it pushed me to do something, starting my own practice, that I never would have done otherwise, ever. So there's benefits always to those things. If you, turn, if you look back yep. and see what changed from it. Uh, you know, joining GoBundance as the first doctor of 30 realtors and mortgage brokers and syndicators and fix and flippers was very uncomfortable. I didn't belong there if you took a picture of it. But uh, it also has made me comfortable hanging out with all these people and learning from them and calling them my friends. And I give them things that they don't have in their group, whether it's organization, whether it's planning, whether it's keeping the LA chapter together. And they give me things because they're part of my network now. They changed what is my norm. I had one norm, one self-image of what I was, 
And now that has expanded, which expands mm-hmm. everything. It expands your opportunity. It expands your life. It expands your connections. It just, it's, it expands how you think. From being in GoBundance, I've gained goals that no one in medicine would have. Like I have the goal, which I have failed, uh, to take more days off from work each year since I've been in GoBundance. Mm. And uh, if I don't have anything going on, I usually figure, why not make money and I go to work? But uh, I keep trying to increase that and feel comfortable financially with it not affecting me. But that's a goal I would never have thought of. I've had guys, when I've done uh, goal setting with uh, people in our mastermind group, have a goal that they want to go to the moon or just things that aren't in my world of even concepts of thinking. So uh, all that is powerful stuff that I've learned through all of this this journey of my yeah. life. You know, there's the the saying that, you know, you you become the average of the five people, you know, you spend the most time with. And it's, you know, some people may think it's kind of cliche, but then, you know, you hear your story. I mean, I have a similar story where you get in this room and you, you meet these people who, you know, live this life that you didn't even know was possible. And like, you don't know what you don't know and, until you, you know it. Absolutely. And who is it? Go ahead. How many people are that intentional to say, I'm going to look at the five people I spend the most time with and assess them. And you don't have to remove them, but you may want to spend more time with a few other people. And, uh, you know, who looks out to say, uh, these are the kind of people I want to spend time with. Now I'm going to find them because there are mastermind groups of all different types for all different areas of growth. And, uh, I mean, the opportunities to improve your life are limitless out there. Uh, it is amazing to me how people can feel stuck and not know where to go. And I think that's more their, the people in their lives and their support systems than the opportunity for knowledge or free information on a podcast, a book, a video. Uh, there's so much out there, but it's tough in healthcare these days and, uh, you know, getting harder. Yep. So these things have freed me and changed my life and I want to share them with other healthcare professionals. Yeah, that's great. Especially, I mean, with, with uh, COVID and the shift to online and communities, I mean, it's even more so easy to be connected with people who aren't physically located near you. And um, like I said, the the bar has been so, so much lower than it used to be that it's just a matter of finding the group. And, you know, like I said, there's, there's a group for everyone. It's just got to be proactive and and go out and find it. So. Yes, I um, agree. Yeah, so kind of shifting, what um, you know, what is your? I mean, we call it horizontal income and go abundance. Other people will know it just as passive income, you know, money that you're not trading time for. So, kind of talk me a little bit about that journey. What was like the first thing you did, and then kind of what does it look like today? So interestingly, uh, uh, you know, I have my own practice, and uh, prior to joining Go Abundance, I had invested in a surgery center. And uh, that would be my first horizontal income. Well, I had a pension plan and, you know, have horizontal income through my IRA uh, would be my first. But my second is we invested in a surgery center, bought shares, and immediately um, got returns. And within two years, I had got a total return of my investment. So mm-hmm. I got a 50% cash on cash return. And when I showed this to one of the GoBundance guys, they're like, wow, this is really good. And uh, so I was hoping to get more of that. I've yet to find something to give me a return like that. But when I joined GoBundance in Steamboat in 2014, um, I, David Osborne said to the group, you guys should be looking at five deals a week coming across your desk. And I'm like, well, I see surgery, I see patients, I see x-rays, 
but no one's throwing me deals when I'm sitting in my desk. And right there and then, he had Andrew Cushman, who a lot of people may know from Bigger Pockets, come up yeah. there and offer a syndication deal. And that was my first syndication. So pretty rapidly, uh, within joining, I had an investment opportunity and actually learned over the five-year time period of how syndication works. The I was very, very lucky um, to have entrusted these guys and to teach me. Uh, I don't know that I would suggest anyone do it blindly, but Andrew is as trustworthy as possible and an engineer and really very good at communicating details. And it was an education for me. And since then, I've invested in you know, four, five, six other syndications throughout the United States, all in multifamily. But through GoBundance, I've invested in other asset classes in mobile home parks and self-storage. Uh, I have some investments in gold and silver. I have also um, some turnkey operators, and I have 10 doors in Texas and in St. Louis uh, that I own primarily. I started a hearing aid business that is a strategic partner with my medical practice since we have people who are hearing loss and yeah, sure. testing and balance testing. And uh, I mean, those are my main horizontal income streams. I went from maybe two or three to about 20 over the past eight years. Okay. Awesome. You have a, you have a favorite one or if you were recommending to one of your doctor, you know, colleagues, what would be the, what would you recommend them to do? I think, I think investing in a syndication and learning that process is the most passive and uh, the least amount of time. Certainly, owning your own real estate and having turnkey gives you more control and more flexibility and more and benefits of depreciation. But uh, it does require you managing the property managers and uh, being having oversight on that on a continuous yep. basis. So those are the two options I would step into okay. first. I, I think joining a mastermind group is a really powerful, yeah. valuable choice. Yeah, in terms of in, investing, investing in yourself, uh, I mean, that, like you said, that that's the, the best one you can do to start because you got to shift the mind. And then once you're in it, then you want to start putting it to, to work. And yes, indications, I mean, I'm, I'm in multiple ones as well. And you know, I, I know Andrew and he, you know, he's solid. And yeah, if you can find the right partners and you know, you trust them. They go out. They do all the work. You know, you, your job is to write a check and then collect the money uh, as as it comes in, and and also to vet them, right? Yep. And, uh, yes. 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 Of course. Yep. Yeah. It's it's all about you know finding the good operator because a good operator can make money on a like a bad deal, but a, a bad operator can lose money on on a good deal, right? Yes. Uh, and so it's like there's there's a, and there's a lot of good resources out there and ha- how to vet them, how to find them, you know, how to, how to look at deals. Uh, even even for me, I, when I when I look at it, I'm looking at you know the asset class, like you said, multifamily, self storage, geographically, you know where are people moving to, you know whether it's Florida, Texas, you know Arizona, wherever, and like you can diversify risk that way as well. Yes. So that that's awesome. Where where do you plan to continue? Is it syndications, or do you want to plan your own portfolio now that you've got this turnkey operation? I, I think I'll always do both. I, th- I think uh, most of the syndications I invest through my IRA, I liquidated a lot of my stocks and I'm really only have about 10% of my net worth inside the stock market anymore. So most of the syndications I invest are through my IRA, whereas my cash savings I put through doors and being the primary owner of the real estate. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's something I think a lot of people probably don't know is that there is a way that you can convert retirement accounts into... Having what checkbook control, right? So then you can invest 
into these alternative investments. Can you, you have speak choice. To, yes. You speak a little bit about that. Is that is that hard to do? What was it like for you? Yeah. So I, I don't know the details of people's different IRA types, but you know, with my IRA, I had a SEP IRA through my own business, and I can transfer those funds to a self-directed IRA uh, and use those funds to invest as I will. I'm also invested in some funds and have some notes as well. So there are many different opportunities, but then you are responsible as opposed to your financial advisor or whoever's uh, investing your stocks in an IRA. Uh, you are responsible for finding the opportunities and making sure you get a return on them. Uh, I, in my experience, they have beat what my stock portfolio has done. Uh, the, the negative of it is it is a business. So, you know, syndications are going to close and turn over and give you a return on your capital. And then you have another job to find another investment opportunity. So most of them are not as long-term plays as keeping money in the stock market. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's a, uh, I don't, do you know, D- Damian Lupo? Yes. Yep. And he, he, so he's got a, a company, he's a GoBundance friend of ours as well, who has, it's called an EQRP or an uh, E-Qualified Retirement Plan, which, uh, which is what I did to convert my, I think it was a SEP, into one of these checkbook control retirement accounts. And yeah, through that, you can invest in syndications, pri- private lending, stocks, gold, crypto. I mean, you can do whatever you want as long as you follow, you know, a couple of the rules. So yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great resource as well. So awesome. So shifting, let's talk about kind of your, so now that you're building wealth and, you know, you're growing it, what, and you mentioned you have kids, what kind of life lessons are you now passing along to your kids? You know, the things that, you know, you wish you knew when you, you know, were their age? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my kids understand the value of real estate a little more than I did. Uh, if I had known what I know now, I would have invested in real estate much, much earlier than I did. But as I said, I was trying to get my own personal life together before I started doing something like that. Uh, so they understand how we own houses and our rent is more than and our expenses, and there's a, a cash flow that we have there, and there's benefits from it. Uh, so that is number one. I certainly, my kids certainly know that education is important, but college education doesn't guarantee anything. And there's many GoBundance guys who've never graduated from college or have multiple degrees and are much, much more successful and more happy, happier than uh, many people who went to a lot of schooling. So that changed my perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think the, the biggest thing is just being exposed to a wide variety of options and people that could be your future or model your future. So I love the fact that my kids know most of the guys in our chapter here and have heard them talk and talk to them and understand what they do and just see more than their father who's a surgeon and, you know, leaving the house at seven o'clock in the morning and stressed about one or two things that happen during the day or a patient. Uh, I think it's good to see a lot of options. You see a lot in our culture, people becoming the same thing their parents did because that's what they know and that's what's comfortable. But I don't know that it's always the perfect fit. And they know that I, their goal is to be happy and self-sufficient. That's it. Everything else is what they put on themselves. I, I think uh, we talk about social media, which is a big presence in everyone's lives and how distracting it is or how Mike H. Mattier talks about, uh, he has this quote that don't compare your behind the scenes to everyone's highlight reel. And I, I think people do that a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, dealing with their own struggles, but looking on Facebook, Instagram, and seeing how amazing everyone else's one minute of their perfect life is on there. So uh, we talk about digital stuff all the time because it's changed the world and yeah. certainly the younger generation from what I know. Yeah, and we get to, especially when we get into the mindset and then feeling like less than because you don't have the fancy car, or the plane, or like the social life and then you know it's, it's all it's all like a scam <laughs> and so you know like you said everyone's everyone's got problems and issues and it's just uh like i said it, it, it all could be staged and so i think yeah i think it's a serious issue and i i know I have, I have young kids you know five and one but you know i know even when they're by the time they're up to that point it's gonna be it's gonna be similar so you know definitely definitely something as, as parents to get ahead of and, and make them make them realize that's not what the world's like yeah i mean you show them a different way from what, even from what all their friends are doing, you know, if you have a big enough circle that is a little different from what all their friends are doing, they see both ways and have options. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your, um, your course or coaching or mastermind, or maybe, I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but if you could tell me about it and like, what, it, who's it for? And, and so breaking out of the medical mindset or boom is a platform for a healthcare professional. So it's, it, it's targeted towards doctors because that's what I am, but this is applicable to dentists, physical therapists, nurses, physician assistants, uh, anyone in healthcare, because we've all gone through the same road of academia and all learned these things in our mindset, not to fail, not to make a mistake, do it on your own, do it alone, don't share vulnerability. And, uh, and that has led to a lot of hopelessness, burnout, stagnation, and frustration in medicine. So to combat that, I'm just sharing all the things I've learned that allow me to have such a great life. And there is a, uh, we offer a weekly letter. It's a newsletter once a week. You get it. It's free. And it really just shares stories of these slaps in the face and changes that have helped me learn to be different. And the, we also offer a course called the Boom 1.0 course, which has about 30 modules of each one of these breakthrough ideas. It can be something simply as creating space to step back and think about what you want in your life in the future and to change. Mm. It can be about how, how to optimize time. It can be about how you learn what leverage means and the value of using whether it's technology, people, or money to help you grow and expand and not have to do it on your own. It, we, we talk about how failure can be fuel for change as opposed to just a place where you get stuck and stop. Uh, the value of saying no when up until now, everything that got you somewhere is you saying yes to everyone and for everything. But eventually you lose control of your time in your life. There's just so many uh, aspects. I talk about real estate and all the benefits of real estate, depreciation and cash flow. and um, and, uh, you know, the tax benefits and how you can take home more money by decreasing your tax burden, not just by making more money. But no one thinks of that perspective. And I didn't know that perspective. Uh, so I share all those different concepts that you don't have to be an expert in anything and everything. You can be an expert in medicine, but a student of life. And that's really what I consider myself. Okay. And asking questions and learning. Um, never stops after you're done your training. 
Okay. Awesome. Where can they go and uh, find out more about this? What's what's the website and we'll, we'll link it up as well. Yeah. The website is boommindset.com, B-O-O-M-M-I-N-D-S-E-T.com or breaking out of the medical mindset.com, but that's a lot more to type. There you go. Uh, and on there, you can connect to the letter. You can uh, check out the course and you can contact us if you want to talk to me or any of my team. Awesome. One one final question. Uh, any any book that you can recommend, either on mindset or business or investing or something that oh. you know has changed your life? Yeah. So through the course, I recommend many books. Hal Rod's Miracle Morning, great book. Um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad, great book. Uh, there's actually a book called The Inner Game of Tennis, which is less about tennis and more about spirituality and not being reactive and maintaining your focus and really sort of a book that preps you for meditation or the pause that I think is a very valuable, spectacular book. So, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be learning. You gotta be, you know, trying to apply these principles, even if it's one little thing you get out of a book. I mean, it's, it's worth it, right? You never stop growing. It's great. So awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing all, you know, your thoughts and ideas. And I think, you know, even, even for a lot of business owners and, you know, working professionals, whether in medicine or not, I, I think a lot of the things you, you said apply to, to a lot of people who are trading time for money and want to control and they're afraid of risk. And, you know, I think uh, a, a lot of it applies to anybody in, in kind of any, any corporate level job who wants to break free out of the stagnation they're getting, the burnout they're getting. And it's this amount of this mindset, mindset shift and knowing there's an alternative life out there and, and tons of options. So. Yeah, our tagline for breaking out of the medical mindset is if you want to change your life, you have to change your mind and yep. you have to make a different decision. And you really is what has to change. But that's not easy. So the, our course and my platform is to help you take steps so you can do all those other things we've talked about. It's awesome. Cool. Well, 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 great job. And thank you, you know, for, for your service uh, as, a, as a medical professional. And, and obviously, you know, now it's, it's awesome to help, uh, you know, improve the lives of other, other doctors. And um, yeah, I, think, I think it's great. Thank you for having me here, Brian. It was a great time. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Brett. That's all we got for this episode with the Business with Beers podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is to rate the show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Also, make sure to link up with me on your preferred social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find all my links at brianbeers.com. Please just share the podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember to take the actions others won't to live the life that others don't. 